Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. And welcome. Talking money and investing. This is the Investor Coaching Show, and I am Paul Winkler. Along with Mr. Jim Wood, certified financial planner, Goodlessville office. Okay, so um, start off on a kind of a humorous note, I think. Nationwide maps, consumers' long-term care insurance confusion. This won't be a long, I don't think this will be a long conversation. This is just funny. Uh, Nationwide, uh, not not as a nationwide as looking around the country, but as nationwide, the insurance company. The research arm has looked closely at an old market research question. Why is the long-term care insurance ownership level reported by many U.S. consumers so high? I mean, why do so many people say, yeah, I got this? The answer, many consumers who take surveys have no idea what long-term care insurance is. Oh, no. I mean, you know, what do you think? So, well, I I guess it makes sense because I think what I hear more often is that not that many people have long-term care and kind of wish that more people had long-term care. So the idea that, you know, there's a ton of it out there, you know, kind of conflicts with that. Well, I'm wondering if people just think, well, you know, I've got long-term care coverage. I know that if I, you know, if I go into a long-term care facility that I'll be covered because I've got... uh, I've got Medicare. Right, right. That's what I was thinking too. Health people mistake their coverage with their own health insurance and Medicare. Yeah, they think it's actually covered, but it's it's not. Uh, and you know what? Well, they're they're very limited coverage. You know, very very fine lines. Like you have to be hospitalized three days, and and then you only have thirty days of coverage. Then you have limited coverage after that, and up to ninety days. And and people don't realize it's just not a part of the coverage. But it's just interesting to me because. Uh, you know, I think that I think that's the case with with investing too. You know, just to people think, oh, I'm diversified. Oh, I have. You know, and they think they have things because they've heard the buzzwords and they've heard people say, oh yeah, you know, yeah, you're diversified or you know, you're doing it, and and they think that things are being done right and they don't realize it because they just don't know. And with long term care insurance, it's uh, it's a challenge because. Uh, you know, people don't understand how this stuff works and they don't understand that you have the nursing coverage through Medicare, but it's very, very limited. Uh, they said that they had the Nationwide Retirement Institute provided data supporting the conclusion in a summary of the results in a recent survey, 1,439 U.S. adults, 25 and older, Nationwide sponsored the project in Limra. Uh, Life Insurance Marketing Association is is basically what that's a it's an acronym for. Uh, ran the survey. Originally, 18% of the participants said that they had long-term care insurance, but after a survey administration system defined the term, only 3% <laughs> said that they actually had the coverage. Most of the rest admitted that they had confused long-term care insurance coverage with disability insurance or health insurance. Um, 
health insurance, which we already talked about, if you had Medicare, you think that it's coverage under that. But disability insurance is interesting because uh, that basically pays you an income if you are unable to work. And it was back in the day, they used to try to, some of the companies out there used to actually try to set it up so that you would meet, you were missing the activities of daily living. Uh, toiling, dressing, dressing, transference, you know, those types of things. You couldn't do those types of things. You were actually would get a claim for long-term care, even if you didn't have a long-term care facility claim. You actually benefited or got the benefit. And some people actually used it as a proxy for disability insurance because of that particular definition, the way it worked. It, it was confused. So I can understand why it would be confusing to people. Um it's funny because, you know, I think back, Jim, as I, as I talk about this stuff, I go, man, is there any part of this industry that we haven't kind of been through and thankfully have gone through? Like I sold disability insurance. I sold health insurance. I sold uh, property and casualty, auto insurance, homeowners insurance, uh, life insurance, uh, health insurance, group health insurance, uh, Section 105 plans, Section 125 plans. And, you know, I look back at all the stuff that I've been through to get here and go, Man, you know, there's uh, there's a lot to know. There is a lot to know. And I've had people that have come through and, you know, they've been degreed planners and they don't have the experience that we do. And I go, you're, sorry, you're not qualified. You may have a financial planning degree, but you're just not qualified to work in, in my organization the way I look at it because there's so much to know. But uh, long-term care is one of those things. It's it's a, a product. It's a moving target and trying to keep up with how this stuff works. So I can understand you know, when I know that financial planners don't keep this stuff straight, I can understand how the consuming public doesn't keep it straight. Some surveys have shown more than 10% of U.S. adults claim to have long-term care insurance coverage. So so, so they're finding not necessarily. Um and and people have said that all along. They you know financial people have said that that they they find that a lot of people just don't know what uh, what they don't know when, when it comes down to this. And they said that, um, uh, that a lot of people said eighty five percent indicated that they would like to buy long term care insurance coverage. And that begs the question, you know, people. I was asked this this week, uh, uh, last week, excuse me, about this. Uh, so he's asked me a long term care. What do you think? And they were talking about hybrid products. And, you know, do you, do you get a lot of people that ask you about that, Jim? Not necessarily about hybrid products specifically, but certainly about long-term care, you know, across the board, kind of what is it, how much does it cost, that mm -hmm. type of thing. Because, you know, people always kind of know, well, yeah, that's something I might want to think about, but they really have no idea how it works, what it costs, you know, how it fits in, that type of stuff. So those are the conversations worth having. I always start out by telling people it's something that I wish all my clients had, but, you know, then you have to go through, well, may, what may are the costs? It may not be practical. Yeah. yeah. Well, you yeah. know. Yeah, self-insuring and, and that, 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 that type of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And and just that, you know, if some people have so much money that they don't really need it and that, that they can self-insure. There's a lot of section of people out there that, you know, they're going to go through what assets they have no matter what and mm -hmm. end up, you know, on the state or something if they have a long-term care need. But there's all those people in the middle, and those are the ones really specifically that need to look at that and decide how does this fit into my budget, my values, that type of mm -hmm. stuff. So a uh, person that was asking me about it said, you know, what do you have to say about this, Paul? And I'll just, in general, I'll give you the answer that I gave him. 
So one thing we have is a challenge with long-term care insurance. The number of carriers out there actually doing pure long-term care insurance has been shrinking. It has been a problem. There have been people that have been hanging onto the policies longer than the insurance companies thought. In other words, that they thought they would. In other words, the lapse ratios were low. And in English, what that means is people aren't just dropping the coverage. Now, the insurance companies in their pricing priced it so that they thought so many people would drop it. And if they drop it, then the insurance company's not on the hook for actually paying claims. So that they, they actually priced it a little bit lower than they should have because the number of people actually going out on claim were a lot higher. So, uh, and one of the things I said is that, you know, it's, a, it's an area that's a little bit fraught with risk because if you think about it, who would be more likely to buy a long-term care insurance policy? Uh, it would probably be somebody that thinks that maybe they might go into a facility. You know, a person super, super healthy may not be as inclined to buy one. So you might have what's called adverse risk, whereas only people that are likely to go out on claim will buy the type of policy. So that's, that's made a pricing problem for insurance companies. Uh, people have come, been come out with hybrid products. Uh, in other words, you're combining long-term care insurance with life insurance. Remember this when you're dealing with that is you're adding another risk factor to it. So their insurance company, you're you're going to, I hate to say, I hate to break it to you, but you're, we're going to die, every one of us. So there is going to be a claim paid for death benefits. So therefore, what happens is because the insurance company knows beyond, now if it's long-term care, they don't know if you're going to go in a facility or not. There's not a 100% certainty that they're going to have to pay a claim. It is 100% certainty when you got life insurance. So you're going to have another cost element in that. And the point I like to make there is that, you know, we don't think about auto insurance. We don't think about homeowners insurance go, oh man, you know what? I've been paying premiums on this homeowner's policy forever and doggone it, I never ended up having my house burned down. Uh, honey, where are the matches? You know, we don't sit there and go, man, I wish I would have a claim there so I could get money out of this thing that I paid into for years and years and years. Uh, but why do we look at long-term care that way? Uh, it's just, it's a different way of looking at things. Um, another thing, uh, if you look at annuities, uh, so you go, well, if I have, what if I combine a long-term care insurance with my annuity? Well, what are they doing there? They've got your assets, right? So they got some, they got some money. Now, what are they doing with that money? They're reinvesting it. So they're reinvesting it at a return and they're only giving you a portion of that return. Part of that reduction in the return ends up going to pay for long-term care insurance. So, so why not bypass the middleman instead of having them invest that money into the long-term care policy or, or reduce your returns, reduce your own returns on your investments and buy a long-term care policy and you end up with the same thing. So again, you're having another situation where, and then you're going to spend down your assets in the, in the annuity first and why not maybe instead of that maybe if you're going to have to spend down assets maybe have a really long elimination period on a long-term care policy elimination period is how long you go without getting any money from the policy so how long do you have to be in the facility before the policy will pay out uh, then another thing you can do is is maybe shorten the benefit period so that you're not necessarily having this huge long benefit period 
uh, you're only giving yourself enough time to kind of get your ducks in a row is and, another thing. Go ahead. And just to clarify those last two things that you said, what the result of those, of course, is lowering the cost of the- Thank you. Yes. Of yeah. the policy. Yeah. yeah. No, then no, no, that's, that's uh, yeah, I'm glad you're making that clear to people because that's, it is exactly what Jim said. It's it's how it works at why it, it's why it works is because you're basically lowering the cost of the insurance by doing those things. And, and some people that, uh, as, as one of my clients who runs nursing care facilities, is a doc that runs many, uh, many, many nursing care facilities, uh, points out, is that when people eat well, uh, they're in decent health in retirement, they tend to square the curve. They don't tend to go in this decline, long decline in a nursing care facility. So... Some of the things to think about. Anything that you would think of to add to any of that, Jim? Well, I'm just expanding a little bit on what the whole purpose of insurance is to cover catastrophic mm -hmm. risk, but the risk that is possible. You don't have insurance for a meteor hitting because, well, that's technically possible. It's not likely to happen. But it's possible that your house catches on fire. It's possible that you have a cognitive issue mm -hmm. at some point or your spouse or something in the future. And those Things that happen, if they're not covered, can be catastrophic to your finances. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what you have to do is weigh the cost and benefits. And sometimes it's required. You can't get a mortgage without having the insurance on your house. But in terms of the long-term care risk, you just have to decide, am I willing to pay this relatively modest sum mm -hmm. in order to someday have that have my assets protected because you can spend through a lot of assets. You know, I, I, a lot of people know that these places, the the skilled nursing facilities, the assisted living places, all that, Alzheimer's you know, units and things. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not cheap. They're expensive. They uh, they have to be staffed frequently, staffed sometimes by you know healthcare professionals that earn you know more money and that type of thing. So you yeah. know, it's it's a tough thing, but. Every financial plan ought to at least be looking at those pros and cons to make sure that that decision is made properly within the context of a goal-focused long-term plan. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it's interesting because I remember one study showing that the greatest purchase of long-term care insurance came from, uh, and the drive for it, came from the children of wealthy people. <laughs> You know, they want to make sure to protect mom and dad's assets so that they were going to get some some piece of the pie. So, you know, sometimes people buy it for not necessarily because they absolutely have to have it, but they're trying to protect uh, an inheritance or something like that. Uh, but, you know, look at it and determine what is the cost. Uh, another thing that I, I told this gentleman, uh, I said, look at your income coming in. Look at what a facility might cost and then say, OK, so the income coming in is... $60,000, let's say, and the facility might cost 90. Let's use that. So maybe I need to have $30,000 worth of coverage or 40,000 or you know, maybe a little buffer in there uh, where some extra money is going to be covering the, or the, some money is going to be covering the extra cost of the facility is, is something that you think about. These are all things that are, are considerations. Uh, some people do things and I'd be, be very, very wary of this. There are people that will actually try to set up their estates so that they qualify for Medicaid or in Tennessee 10 care to have the government cover their insurance or, or their stay at the nursing home. Recognize that a lot of times when you do that, you lose control. You may end up in a facility you don't want to be in 
remember the government's paying for it. Now they've got control and it may not be where you want to end up. I've heard stories of people ending up, you know, hours away from their loved ones Mm -hmm. because that was the opening in the facility. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, so right. So be very, very leery of those types of things when you're doing that type of planning. What am I doing? Am I trying to qualify for welfare? And it's a lot of times it's not couched in that particular manner, but uh, something you just definitely want to think about and consider in the financial planning process, because, uh, you know, quite frankly, some people are going to look at this purchase and go, I just can't afford it. It, you know, I'm going to take my chances. And, uh, and like I said, you know, I've had healthy people, you know, you look at healthy people and they do tend to square the curve. And, and the, the reality of it is how long do they end up staying in the facility? That was another thing that was brought up. How long do they actually end up staying in the facility? The average stay is not that long. So you may get by with a shorter benefit period. So really think about that as well. Uh, think about relatives. How many people do you, uh, kids, uh, how many people might help take care of you and elongate your, uh, or, or elongate your period of time that you can stay home or that you can take care of yourself? Uh, that's another consideration in all of this. And sometimes that decision kind of goes both ways in that some people think, well, oh, we'll just, if one of us gets sick or the other one, then we'll just take care of each other. Mm-hmm. But at some point that becomes very, very difficult as people Spe- Especially age Alzheimer's, and, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Sometimes Alzheimer's patients, just by the nature of the disease, it's very difficult for one person to monitor everything that they need, whether they might go wandering around the neighborhood given the opportunity mm-hmm. Or some, you know, dementia patients can maybe even have anger issues or, I mean, there's a lot that goes on there that uh, people really kind of never think of that stuff when they're having that idea like, well, I'll just take care of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, certainly. So, you know, that that, and and the other things to think about that there are states out there, Tennessee being one of them, where they have partnership programs. So basically what they do is they allow you to keep... Uh, some of your assets if you actually do step up to the bar and actually buy a long-term care policy if they're a qualifying policy you can have that where they actually let you keep more of your assets because otherwise they require that you spend down assets so something good to consider uh, something to look at anyway but I thought it would be worthwhile bringing it up because so many people actually think they've got coverage and they don't necessarily have it because they don't understand long-term care coverage and what it is and how it works. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. You want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there. And if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one. Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.